0: Hello, everybody. I'm Amy Covell. And I'm Chelsea Wingo. And you're listening to Hashtag Life Goals. And it's
1: it's gotten a little crazy, hasn't it, Amy?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are both currently under quarantine in Los Angeles, as is most of the country and most of the world, mm-hmm. uh, because of COVID-19, otherwise known as the coronavirus. No, no,
1: no, no, my corona. No, no, don't try to put in a song to make it happy.
0: <laughs> well, we just wanted to kind of preamble. The episode you're about to hear was recorded pre-coronavirus pandemic. So... um things may seem a little different than what our world is actually like right now. Yes, we, um, this was before things
1: went chaotic, when there was too much toilet paper, uh, taken and being hoarded. But we still hope that regardless of the situation and what you're going through, you are staying safe, practicing social distancing, washing your hands constantly. It is a big thing. And we also hope that This episode might bring you a little bit of joy in some way, shape, or form, because that's what we strive to do in this podcast.
0: Because even though you're self-isolating, you're never really alone. We're here. Yes, we are here. All right. (laughs) How about we move on to the episode, shall we? All right. Without further ado, the next episode of Hashtag Life Goals. Sounds good.
1: Take it away, past Amy and Chelsea. This is Chelsea Wingo. And I'm Amy Covell. And this is our podcast, Hashtag Life Goals.
2: So asking investors for cash to be like, hey, I've got this business idea, give me money, and then it possibly not going anywhere.
0: Each week, we examine one of our life goals and figure out what steps we need to take to make them a reality.
1: Especially in college, you're like, oh, I could do this by myself, do all this, yada, yada. And it was after things that weren't working out that I started working with other people that I was like, oh, this is where the magic happens. It was really easy to find my people because if you're a circus artist,
2: you know, find, find the circus people and you've got new best friends.
0: Speaking of business, what business have you been up to this week? <laughs> so come join us. It's going to be fun.
1: I'm Chelsea Wingo and I'm Amy Covell and this is our podcast hashtag #lifegoals. life goals and today's episode Hashtag entrepreneur. It's all about business people and being your own boss and having a hell of a time doing it <laughs> the At least we, hope so. we hope so. I'm trying to be positive here You know, there's a lot of struggles and everything, but we're gonna get to that So
0: speaking it's- of business, what business have you been up to this week?
1: <laughs> nice segue. I like that. Uh, it's It's been ups and downs regarding some things that have happened personally and work-wise. Got some new client stuff coming in, which is great. I'm in between interview stuff, which is great, yet not because do I have it? Do I not? I'm basically hashtag in the middle regarding that. Uh, I think one of the big things that's more personal is that I will be performing in an aerial showcase in eight weeks when we recorded this episode, both a solo and a group piece. So I gotta get my training into high gear. All right, so enough about me. Amy, what's going on with you in terms of business-wise and, and or your life? Either well, one.
0: Well, I mean, business-wise, I have been doing mostly accounting stuff all week, and, you know, I'm trying to get some clients wrapped up, and it's one of those things, like, every time you go back to it, you find something else that needs to be fixed. Yes. So, you know, a little frustrating. I've got a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. I also did... 12 hours of a video two days six hours each of a video conference with quickbooks and then i spent six hours taking an exam um and i need to go back and retake some of the sections so there will be many more hours of that coming to me (coughs) this week Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I also did the Snatch 22 podcast this that's week. That's right. That's right. So it is already out, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, way ahead of this episode. Uh, so if you want to listen to it, Snatch 22 by Tatiana and Croy. And it is... It's episode five of the newest season, okay, and it came out on February 19th, and it's called Butt Blasted by the Banshee.
1: Yes. For, th- for those that don't know, it's basically a podcast where they read erotica fiction. Yeah, Yes. Yeah, so you can see why Amy was the
0: guest for that, and not me, per se. We had an amazing <coughs> discussion about fetishes and kink and all of the different varieties that are out there. Um, a really great time. So definitely check it out if you are interested. I will say, though, that since the episode dropped, we've had an increase in, I wouldn't just say Instagram followers, but people messaging our Instagram trying what? to talk to me. <laughs> in what way? In the way where you can tell what they want because they just go, hey. Or they send just like a smiley face emoji and they send like three messages that are all like, Hey. How you doing? Smiley face.
1: No eggplant emoji?
0: No, they're waiting for me to respond before they send the eggplant.
1: Ah, uh, gotcha.
0: Uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> just be aware of that when you uh, see messages sitting in our inbox. Uh, if they just say something like, hey, with like no, no. follow-up, don't I answer block. them.
1: I block. I you block. don't need
0: to block them because, you know, they can still be fans. We just don't have to yeah, engage. Just, just not fans of that sort. That's the... <laughs> Right, but I'm saying, like, let them be fans of the podcast. Let yes. them watch our social media. Yes. We yes. don't have watch to your social well, Yeah, watch
1: our social media. It's listen, read, watch. Yeah,
0: it applies to all of them. Yes, yes it yes. does. Yes, And <laughs> uh, we also have a new YouTube channel out. Yes, so we do. So you guys can see we started this YouTube channel with hashtag Life Without Sound because of our wonderful deaf guest, Amanda McDonough. Who I unfortunately was not able to meet because I was busy and I felt so bad, but the episode was
1: amazing. It was really Really, oh, you got, really
0: a to to it. got a chance to listen
1: to it. Got a chance to listen to it by then I just I well, loved hearing her story, and she's an amazing gal.
0: That was kind of a process. I uh, transcribed the whole episode and like put it <laughs> to like I put different photos and stuff on it mm-hmm. uh, until Chelsea showed me that uh, you can actually turn on auto captions in YouTube. But they're not always accurate. That's they're not true. always accurate. So I am you go glad into I it. Like, put forth the effort for that particular episode. Yes, but I. Don't have the hours of my life to do that with every episode. So, um, you apparently you can turn on captions. Yes. So if you are hearing impaired, you do not have to listen to us on your favorite podcast networks. You can watch a captioned version of it on YouTube. Yes, you could. <laughs> yeah. And so we're going to also try out doing a video cast yeah. uh, with some of our episodes. Yeah, so that would be let fun. us know what you want to see from us. Uh, do you like this? Do mm-hmm. you not need it? Uh, do you want to see Chelsea be out. embarrassed and get pink in the face? Oh, I absolutely want to see that. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. I really want you to listen to ha- Snatch 22 and video yourself doing Hence so. That's why I was saying that, so that we can put, <laughs> put that challenge out Thank
1: there. Thank you for the opening. It even be more there is thank from when people say yes i'd like you to
0: hear about the banshee's opening
1: <laughs> i don't even want to imagine what that pink. means yes of course because i'm the wholesome innocent virgin of this group thank you very much don't give me that face <laughs> All right, let's get off the
0: personal and get yes. into the research, yes,
1: please, Amy. This was your territory this week, so yes. what do you have for us?
0: Well, first thing I've got for you is the dictionary.com definition of entrepreneur. Of course, because we need to have We're something to go have off a base to start on. Mm-hmm. A person who organizes and operates a business or businesses, taking on greater than normal financial risks in order to do so. Sounds a lot of L.A. folks. Trying to make it, in, in and you know we're going to get into statistics, and then okay. you'll you'll hear more about okay. that. All right, all right, I'll I'll hold it. I'll hold so it. just to give kind of everybody a frame of reference, I looked at a lot of lists of some of the top or most well known entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. and here are some that you may remember. Okay, Andrew Carnegie, Henry Ford, mm-hmm. Thomas Edison, yep, Oprah Winfrey, of course, Bill Gates, yep, Sir Richard Br- Branson. Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. And Walt Disney. Yep. No Steve Jobs. I mean, he was on there, but I feel like once you mentioned <laughs> Bill Gates, that includes yeah, like all those fucking people. So Bill Gates tops <laughs> Steve Jobs. Okay. Anyways, this was just a short <laughs> list to give our listeners a frame of reference of what is an entrepreneur. Mm hmm. The next article I found was from Forbes. It was printed in 2014. It was written by John Brampton. And it Mm -hmm. is the five personality traits of an entrepreneur. Ooh, interesting. So here are some of the highlights. Passion. Entrepreneurs are not in it for the money. While there have been some icons who've made more cash than most of us can dream of, the reality is most entrepreneurs work for an insane amount of hours for little or nothing. Why Mm -hmm. would they put themselves through this? Because they are driven by heart and are fueled by an unshakable sense of purpose. Yeah. Yeah, totally can see that. Throughout all the trials and tribulations, entrepreneurs reward themselves internally by realizing that they're on a mission for the greater good. No matter how bad it gets, it's their passion that motivates them between paydays and during all the times when everyone else tells them to quit. Resilience. Sir Winston Churchill once said, success is the ability to go from one failure to another with no loss of enthusiasm. As an entrepreneur, you're going to fail. Instead of giving up, an entrepreneur will learn from their failures. What went wrong? How can I learn from my mistakes? How can I succeed next time? These are the types of questions an entrepreneur will ask themselves. An entrepreneur doesn't stay down when times get rough. They're resilient and thrive off the negativity. A strong sense of self. Any entrepreneur will tell you that there are numerous problems to overcome. Whether it be not securing enough funding, proving the naysayers wrong, or facing the competition head on, it's not easy being an entrepreneur. And being passionate and resilient can only go so far, which is why entrepreneurs also have an extremely strong sense of self. For example, being self-confident and self-motivated are also key traits for most entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs don't think that their idea could be good. They know it's good, and they're going to be motivated enough to illustrate to others that it's worth the time and the money to go forward. While they also understand that they can't do everything on their own, they realize that they are the only ones to make their idea a reality. Flexibility. Being able to adapt to changes and challenges is crucial for any business. In fact, most entrepreneurs will inform you that their idea or business plan is drastically different than when it began. An idea may be brilliant, but in reality, it isn't effective. Entrepreneurs are flexible enough to make the adjustments to make that idea feasible. Furthermore, entrepreneurs are prepared and willing to modify their plan when new information arrives and when there are changes in circumstances. Vision entrepreneurs see opportunity everywhere. They're innovators who are always on the lookout to either develop a new idea or improve an existing product or service. And chances are that's the main reason why they became an entrepreneur in the first place. At some point in their lives, they noticed something that could be better, but instead of just saying that something could be better, wasn't enough. They actually put a plan in motion. In other words, entrepreneurs have the ability to see the future before it happens. And he finishes up by saying, John says, I always say entrepreneurs are inspired by things that have never been seen before, things yet to be discovered. You must have the vision that nobody else does, then the vision to see it through. Very motivating speech. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then the next article I found was by Dragomir Simovac, and it was from smallbizgenius.com, and it was Entrepreneur Statistics You Need to Know in 2020. So here are some of the statistics. 22.5% of small businesses fail within the first year. The number one reason why they fail is there's no market need. Mm. 15 million Americans are full-time self-employed. This number is according to FreshBooks entrepreneurial Statistics, which estimates that by 2020, so by this year, America will have 27 million self-employed professionals. 26% of entrepreneurs say their biggest motivation for starting their own business was the idea of being their own boss. Mm -hmm. 23% wanted to pursue their passion. 19% just did it because the opportunity presented itself. In a period of 21 years, from 92 to 2013, small businesses accounted for 63% of new jobs in the U.S. Ooh. And that is also true during economic downturn. So that percentage went down a little bit during mm-hmm. the two periods that are co- the two times that are covered in that period yeah. of economic downturn, yeah. including the Great Recession. And But it was still the highest giver of new jobs, provider of new jobs. Interesting. Okay. And 97% of self-employed professionals say they would never go back to traditional employment. I feel like I fall into that category a little bit. (laughs) And then the last piece I found was from careerbuilder.com. Entrepreneurs share seven great fields for starting a business. So these are the fields that are primed and ready for an entrepreneur to launch a new business, Mm -hmm. social media consulting, Mm -hmm. PR and marketing, service industry, online business, helping special needs individuals, software and cloud services, and something you're passionate about. So number seven was just really, if you are passionate enough about something you can almost create that market need. Basically, you can like anything find goes that niche. <laughs> so that was what I found for hashtag entrepreneur. Ooh, interesting. Okay,
1: so these are the things I need to adapt to my day-to-day life in order to be a successful entrepreneur. <laughs> in, uh, I mean, I, I will admit kind of what you were talking about with, uh, was it 96 or 97%? with uh, 97%. 97%. So only
0: 3% of people who attempt to become an entrepreneur would go back to a traditional work t- working job.
1: Yeah, I will say since uh, when I got let go from my last official full-time job and I started going Going more part-time and then more part-time with my freelance sort of balancing that out I will say that I like that style better yes it can be a little hard sometimes financial wise but I will say that I think one of the things I learned from doing so many different things and having different things that I do it makes me more adaptable and flexible to change right and change is always something that people say oh I'm scared like you know I want to I don't want to you know, they get scared of it because yeah. if they break away from that normal structure, they're worried of the unknown of what's going to happen. Yeah. I think with being an entrepreneur or a freelancer, you have to face it more head on, more in your life, and you get less scared by it. And you're more willing to, you know, maybe take this risk for this certain position or this opportunity or try to go for this road that you never thought you could do before. So you get less scared of
0: change and you kind of- It's more taking risks. Exactly. Taking risks, having to build your resilience, having a strong sense of self, all those things that they talked about entrepreneurs without a doubt typically have. Like I found a lot of lists of different traits that entrepreneurs had, but those five in that Mm -hmm. article were the five that were the same across every list. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good to know.
1: Because I, I feel like also from that list that they can be applied to different aspects of your life
0: all throughout. Oh, for sure. But also- I think p- they're all things that everyone should aim to have yeah. in their own personal growth anyway. Yeah. But if you want to be yeah. a successful entrepreneur, those are things that are of a high priority mm-hmm. to work on and build within yourself. Exactly. So it's important to have those in that, under that category, not mm-hmm. just-
1: everything so to focus i feel like i have like maybe two or three of those maybe four but everything s- we're also works of progress i know that i am so with my editing business and everything that's going on you know we're figuring it out as we go and yeah that's so that's today we really
0: want to focus on that idea of owning your own business uh chelsea and i are both freelance independent contractors mm-hmm. um there are tons of people now that are part of what we call the gig economy. Yeah. But not all of us are business owners. Like mm-hmm. you and I, we are independent contractors, but we don't quite yet own our own business. No,
1: it's kind of like our passion project in a sense, and we kind of call it our business, but it's not like fish.
0: I'd say it's more than our passion project, but okay. yeah, we're still building we're still our building base it, yeah. so we can own our own business. Exactly, yeah. And we have a guest today who is ready to make that jump.
1: yes. Yes, yes, and I'm very excited to bring her on. So shall we introduce her? Absolutely. All right. All right, so it is my pleasure to introduce not only a new business owner, but my very good friend, Beckett Arnold. Say hi! Hey, guys! Hello! Hello, Beckett. Hello. <laughs> nice, nice, nice and smooth. I like that, Amy. <laughs> well, thank you, Beckett, so much for coming on. It's so great to see you. It's my pleasure. You and your blue hair and all. It's <laughs> fabulous. Um, so, for the listeners at home, tell everybody who you are, what you do, and then also what this business is that you're diving headfirst into. Sure.
2: Um, well, I'm Beckett, and I I do a little bit of everything, really. (laughs) Don't we all? Um, Yeah, I've I've been in the entertainment world for over 10 years. I started out as like a production coordinator Mm -hmm. and from there went into more of a freelance kind of... Aspect and then I tried acting, which I still I still enjoy acting, but I'm not <clears throat> actively pursuing that so much anymore. Um, yeah. But I was working as an actor for a little while and was doing some background to kind of supplement that as like a side job kind of deal, and um, that was really hard.
1: <laughs> we'll say yes, it um, can be quite hard. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
2: um and i am also an aerialist i Mm -hmm. perform professionally and i also teach yes she's amazing
1: Um, you should see her perform she bends over backwards
2: (laughs) um, yeah so i train and perform contortion and aerial lyra um, mm-hmm. and actually, that's how I met Chelsea. Yes,
1: um, yes. Well, actually, the, when we first met, you were still teaching low hammock classes, so. yeah. Well, uh, and that's, <laughs> but still it was part of it.
2: <laughs> um, I came into a flying yoga, which is where Chelsea trains, mm-hmm. um, very, very much at the beginning, like yeah. right when the doors opened. I mm-hmm. was there and I was teaching and I was taking classes and you know, mm-hmm. uh, helping to run the place, yeah, and um, that kind of morphed into me teaching all the classes all the time.
1: Yes, it did. <laughs> you <laughs> so were teaching everything. I was. I was <laughs>
2: it, it was insane. I was teaching like 10 classes a week. Mm-hmm. And as such, the only time I had to train was to Build curriculum for teaching. Yeah, yeah. My students. <laughs> so I didn't have any time to grow as a performer, mm-hmm. which was very difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, I was there so much because I was also managing the studio <laughs> that I didn't have time to do anything else. So yep. that's when acting went on the back burner. That's mm-hmm. when everything else just kind of like dropped off my radar. Mm-hmm. And in 2018, very abruptly, all of that came to a very quick end. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't teaching, uh, quite so much anymore. And I ended up taking a full on hiatus from teaching for, I want to say nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, and took that opportunity to really build my freelancing business. So mm-hmm. I've been nice. in the freelance world as well, um, <laughs> in web design.
1: Yeah, nice.
2: Um, so I did that for a while and you know, it's, it can be very good and, there, there's just a lot of peaks and valleys yeah. with freelancing. Like, oh, absolutely. Oh, it's oh, beast yes. or famine.
1: Oh, yes. yes. Definitely. Don't yeah. we all... And even, even
2: when you're in feast mode, you're constantly looking for that next thing because you're like, okay, when this project ends, how am I going to get more oh, money? yeah,
1: That's what I do every single morning. Yeah. Every morning, I check my emails to apply for anything that I yeah. think would be fitting because you never know what your next gig is going to be. You yes, never know. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was really tough.
2: Um, but I also took the opportunity since I was completely remote at that point and I didn't have a job. Mm-hmm. And I also lost a couple of other things that came in very quick succession that felt like my whole world was crashing in around me. <laughs> 2018 was a hard year um but Aww. I took the opportunity to really focus on myself and move to New York for six months
1: yes you did so actually
2: lived in New York for most of last year um and trained at Circus Warehouse to really grow myself as a circus artist
1: yes so I saw that, some of those videos was like ooh.
2: that was the most amazing experience the best decision I could have ever made oh that's at the awesome time. Just Very to happy. build my confidence back up and build mm-hmm. myself as a performer and artist, and mm-hmm. and get away from all of this for a little while.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the LA noise. Yeah, just buzzing in your ears like. Bzzz. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, That's Chelsea buzzing in my ears.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: hey. Um, hmm. No, I
2: love LA. It's my mm-hmm. home, and I wouldn't trade it for anything else. I Yeah. So, um, I actually went there as like a trial run to see if I could moved to New York permanently, and then I decided, ultimately, that the weather and me don't get along there so well. <laughs> it's cold. Yeah, it's cold. Um, and it, it's
1: nice for, like, a month yeah. of the year, and the rest of the time, it's awful. Yeah, so. I know, and I used to be from the East Coast, so did Amy, yeah. and um, now I just, I am, I'm always freezing when it gets too, too I cold. but it's mean, only like 60 I get freezing so it's like yeah. it's thinned out my blood no if yeah. my
0: career made it possible and my life made it possible for me to move back to the East Coast I wouldn't a heartbeat mm-hmm. I do I, I love mm-hmm. it out there yeah I
2: love New York City. Mm -hmm. so much yeah i love the city i love the vibe i love the people i love the lifestyle (laughs) all of it um Mm -hmm. i could definitely live there if it weren't for the weather yeah Um, (laughs) so my whole plan is to ultimately um be making enough here that i can have like a loft there that i can Ah. rent out when i'm not there and just use for September when yep. it's nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's very smart. I remember Yeah, when it also gets, you know, a little bit less congested in the city. There's less tourists. There's less yep. locals mm-hmm. because they're all going up to northern New England. To, you know, the leafers. They got to <laughs> go see the leaves. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: no. I've, and also, you mentioned kind of renting out. My parents have actually talked about for when they eventually make enough for when they move out of connecticut that they would have like their own space that they would rent out for a family while they live like in california or elsewhere and then you know go back and visit like the east coast or something so yeah it's a it's a potential business man it's another it's another entrepreneur thing to be done (laughs) the real estate market
2: is where
0: it's at right now especially
2: with all of the like sharing apps Around oh,
0: that area. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yep, yep. You don't yep. even need a nap. You just yep. go to Gypsy Housing. <laughs> <laughs> Gypsy Housing. This is the first time I've heard of this. I've, never heard
1: of, it I've oh, never heard of
0: it. It's a Facebook group you have to be invited to join. It's called Ghost Light Gypsy Housing.
1: Okay. And
0: they have um and it's for actors who split their time between New York and Los Angeles. Ooh. And so you put up your place if it's up for a sub sublet because you're gonna be out of town or you can go on there and find a place to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and because a lot of actors do do that, they go kind of back and forth mm-hmm. to figure out which market's going to be better for them. And so it's a great resource, and people feel comfortable subletting to this other person because mm-hmm. they're someone with the same kind of dreams and aspirations ah, It's on the same path. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: That's yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't know about that. Yeah, definitely feel more comfortable regarding kind of that… It's in that aspect rather than just go on Craigslist and just see if you can find the best Correct. person Correct. ever. So I like how
0: I, it's I, a I, way to be- kind of filter it down to the type of people who are doing the same thing you exactly. are. Exactly, and so you know that they'll respect your space mm-hmm. um, and that they understand the short term, the short term nature of mm-hmm. the exchange exactly. on both ends. Yeah.
1: All right, but Becca, what we're going to be talking about today is you're starting a business, I am. aren't you? You busy lady, you? Yes.
2: Um, yeah, so the whole idea for what I'm creating now kind of came from, while I was in New York, I had an inspiration to, when I got back to LA, to get a hold of a, a live-work loft. Ooh. and. Uh, specifically somewhere with high enough ceilings that I could put up my own aerial equipment <laughs> yes. and train, have a space of my own to train in that I don't have to drive to. Mm-hmm. I could just like wake up and do some training. And then with that, I also wanted a place where I could have my aerial friends over and we could like share and jam and just have yeah. fun. Because what I'm finding, like when I was in New York, mm-hmm. um, it was really easy to find my people because if you're a circus artist... You know, find <laughs> find the circus people and you've got new best friends right. <laughs> no matter where you go in the world. Mm-hmm. So um, it then the connection there, though, felt so different from here.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
2: think um, a lot of it has to do with just the L.A. vibe. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, that, um, you know, that I hear transplants talking about all the time about like, well, everybody's, you know, competitive and bitchy and nobody really wants to, you know, <sighs> hang out ever like they're flaky and all that stuff and i'm like okay but you're not talking to natives you're talking to other transplants who think that Mm -hmm. they need to adapt to some kind of way that la is Mm. and i think it's unfortunate that that's happening because it's happening more and more and within little specific pockets of community specifically we're talking about the circus community yeah um it just bleeds into this competitive nature and backstabbing and just being catty with each other and nobody's willing to share anything you know they're all mm-hmm. oh that's my student you can't have them you can't that you can't do what? that move that's my move you can't have that song that's my song you can't have that client there you know so it's like my goodness yeah it's very just being in the professional side of things like mm-hmm. if you're in you're in yeah and you're good and everybody's fine with you but if you're like break- Trying to get there. Exactly. If you're like trying to break in, mm-hmm. you know, it, everything is just really nasty. Yeah, And um, I find that happening more and more between studios now, too, with like, oh, wow. yeah, with um, people being competitive between well, I train at this place and blah, 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 blah. Um, so <laughs> I think it's really gross. And so when I went to New York, the circus community there just felt so much more connected. Mm-hmm. And it was very familial. And it got very, uh, it, it was just easy to integrate into and i find that's not really the case here too much i've always explained kind of
0: because i split my time between the east coast and the west coast growing up and i the way i usually explain it is like people on the east coast Can seem like they're rude or can seem like they're harder to get to know. Mm -hmm. But once you get through that boundary, you're in for life. Like I have friends that I went to preschool with on the East Coast that I still get together with when I go out there. That's cute. (laughs) Whereas on the West Coast, it's, I call them fair weather friends. Everybody's super friendly. Mm -hmm. Everybody is happy to meet you. You feel like you're making friends. But then again, and This isn't just LA. This is actually all of California. A lot of mm-hmm. times they are flaky. They're fair weather friends. They're not there when things are tough. Mm-hmm. They, I have no close friends from the years I spent in junior high in California. A handful from high school. Mm-hmm. But yet i have tons of friends on the east coast from the different times i lived there mm-hmm. it's just a difference in how we connect and how we value those connections yeah so it no, may be it's easy that. to start to make friends on the west coast but mm-hmm. it's a lot harder to find those those forever friends yeah
1: i mean i will say kind of recently in the last few years um what since being out here in la um you know you know being newbies like hard like finding friends then there's definitely been a couple that i've come across that are you know flaky and everything like that uh there's definitely some people i've met in la but they are originally from the east coast and i hate to admit they do have that similar vibe of how once you get to know them i have very few
0: friends that are not in la that are not transplants
1: (laughs) i get that Yeah, I mean,
2: and I grew up here. So Mm -hmm. I, you know, I've been in LA my whole life. And my high school friend group was very close for a while after high school. Mm -hmm. But everybody ultimately leaves.
0: Like Mm -hmm. nobody who's
2: from LA really stays. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's hard to keep up with people, you know. Mm -hmm. So I talk to maybe a handful of my high school friends these days. um, But we never see each other because we're all far apart. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, same thing with college friends. Um, Yeah, it's just people grow up and grow their separate ways and it's hard to to manage life and old life and you know all the things um but that's kind of the inspiration for what i'm creating is um i find because in my whole creative journey having gone through all the different (laughs) aspects of of (laughs) production and entertainment and things that you could possibly try (laughs) um that there's a real lack of connection in the creative field here where, mm-hmm. um, you know, artists move here to make it, but they don't know where to start. They yep. don't know anyone. Um, you know, they they find roadblock after roadblock and have doors slammed in their faces all the time. And I don't mm-hmm. think it needs to be like that. Like if Mm-mm. we stand up for each other and we really come together as a community and support each other, like I think there's this this unfortunate mentality of like, well, I struggled, so you should too.
1: Right. Oh, boy. Um, which I think is, <laughs> Come on. Yeah, no, I no, I, I, t- I totally get it. I totally yeah. understand. It's just like, you just because you're suffering, you don't have to make somebody else suffer, like, well, the just same because, fate. Well, just
2: because you have found success and you suffered to get there doesn't mean everyone else has
1: to. That's also. to suffer the same way. I mean, yes, it's going to take hard work, but you don't have to put them through all the tribulations that you went through. I mean, they're going yeah. through other struggles that maybe you don't even know about.
2: Yeah, that- I mean... And and that's, that's what I think is really lacking in LA is, is a true kind of artistic community connection mm-hmm. where we support each other and we uplift each other and we come together and we, you know, um, <laughs> but where I found the most connection in my acting career was at a point where I had joined like a coaching program that mm-hmm. included masterminds and one-on-one coaching and like a community page where we would all like yeah. uh, congregate and ask questions and answer questions and things like that. And that was amazing Mm -hmm. i loved being in that program i loved going to the seminars i loved um i i got a lot out of the one-on-one coaching but it wasn't my favorite part my favorite Mm -hmm. part was definitely the community Mm -hmm. and having each other's backs yeah and making those friends and really knowing that hey if i need something that person's going to be there for me you know um and that is what i miss the most because as soon as you left the group that kind of went away. Like you mm-hmm. you were removed from the Facebook uh, group. Uh, and getting, getting that, that kind of fair weather friend
0: kind of feeling. Yeah, you know?
2: Um, I did keep up with a few people from that um that group for a little while and we tried to get together and it just it gets mm-hmm. hard, you know, and people go off on their own separate routes. I don't you know. Yeah. It that's just how it is sometimes. Yeah. Um, but that's why I feel like you need a place like that to kind of keep mm-hmm. you It has to be the glue that keeps everyone together. Um, So that's kind of what I'm trying to build.
1: Yes. Um,
2: But on the same end, I want it to be accessible to people. This Mm -hmm. this group that I was a member of was $630 a month. Oh, Mm -hmm. my goodness. Yes. So... A lot of money went into that, <laughs> just to have friends.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Paying to have friends, pay to, okay. you pay to play, mm-hmm. pay to
0: play. <laughs>
2: Name of the game.
0: My yeah. goodness.
2: So yeah, so it. Um, my my new studio that I'm opening up is going to be both a, a rental space mm-hmm. for productions and um, shoots and things, and whoever wants to come in and workshops, mm-hmm. parties, whatever it is. Yep. Um, and also a community hub. Uh, there's well, going to like be it. a membership aspect where people can pay for a nominal fee, like not, not a lot at all, mm-hmm. um, just that basically will cover our um, our expenses for the organization of it and stuff um, to to have that that kind of a community where mm-hmm. you can, you know, ha- we're going to have an online community aspect where you can go on the page and ask questions. And that way you, you get answers whenever you need them any time of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also in person Like sessions where we meet up and we brainstorm and we talk and we go like, okay, what are you dealing with? How can we support you today? You know. So is it hmm.
0: kind of like like an artist space?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's I'm envisioning it to be a, a a broad artist community of people who can collaborate together. And you know, some one person might need just you know the name of. A photographer to help them on whatever it is, and somebody in the group Ooh. goes, "Hey, I know someone." That's sometimes all you need. I like is that referral.
0: I right? like that. Yeah, um,
2: you know, you can go on Google and find names of people, but mm-hmm. it's you know, it's always a. a Short, personal
0: references are
1: always better exactly yeah. they always say in the business is not what you know it's who you know Yes. Yeah. and true. unfortunately it does carry on to some degree sometimes so oh but yeah no,
2: that is the whole name <laughs> of the game yes so that's what i'm trying to build mm-hmm. is somewhere where you know people can get to know each other and support each other and and collaborate and mm-hmm. create and make things without having to worry about how am i going to do it uh,
0: like the competition and yes all that and
2: and that too absolutely
0: <laughs> yeah no i like that so I'm sure it goes without saying that this space will include, you know, the ability to do aerial arts. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, will it also include the ability to do fire dancing? Hmm.
1: <laughs> I see the sparkle <laughs> in Amy's eyes.
2: Um i I would have to look into that. I don't know if we're zoned for indoor, like open flames like that. But it is a concrete floor, so. And I seen some of the
1: pictures, and there's like brick walls, very tall, high ceilings, It, so yeah, it looks it gorgeous. Maybe zoned for it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Amy yeah. has been looking for a fire dancing place for a very long time ever since she's time. been out here in
0: LA. Because she used to do it when she was in San Francisco. Uh, yeah, and we had fire jams every week, sometimes multiple times a week. There was no shortage of places to go do so. Mm-hmm. But in Los Angeles, it's really, really hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's because of the zoning laws. Yeah. And anytime I find somewhere, you know, when I'm ready to go, it will be not open. Mm-hmm. Or it's, you know, not accessible to me. Like, it's just, it's too far for me to get to on my own means. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... And yeah, I could practice my poi, but it's not fun when they're not on fire. <laughs>
2: see, I spin poi, too, and I disagree.
0: Because <laughs> the fire scares me. Oh, no, I only like them when they're on fire. I
1: mean, she's got the flaming red hair. It's already, like, puffed up in a flame. So it's like, you can kind of.
0: <laughs> I think spinning the poi without fire just makes me think way too much of light shows at raves. Oh, yeah, I could see that. I could see them just like. As someone <laughs> who lived through, you know, the underground rave scene in the late 90s, early aught. You know. oh, I would love to see photos and videos of that. It is. It oh, is, there's plenty. Yeah. Just look at my
1: space. It is oh very goodness. ravey.
2: Yeah, mm. I get that. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, so you said for your space, it will be for aerial, it will be for events and would also include a film production like. Yes. Yeah, film
2: and, you know, TV, uh, that's included, <laughs> web stuff, whatever, um, you know, and
1: uh, photo shoots. Yeah, and so it's all a nice moldable space in a it, sense.
2: It, I want it to be very um, uh, open to whatever the community needs it to be. It can
1: be that. Ooh, yeah. I like that.
0: So with the membership that gives, you know, members access to it, are you also going to be like hosting like mixers and events to like, yes. bring people together? I meant to mention that. Good question.
2: Yes. Um, so we're going to have like community uh, fun nights so like movie nights or like different themed kind of like get together and just socialize kind mm-hmm. of events and as well as um, expert Q&A panels. So Yeah, so part of the membership fee also goes to that, Mm -hmm. um, to have uh, people who come in from different aspects of whatever the group members are working on, Mm -hmm. whether it be, you know, a successful photographer or someone in the movie business or, you know, sky's the limit, whoever, Mm -hmm. whatever the community members need more education on. I'm going to bring in experts around that field, uh, either haven't decided yet if it's going to be bi-monthly or uh, quarterly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to have q and A Q&A panel discussion where they're going to be able to meet that person, ask questions, hear their story, how they got where they are, and the f- challenges they faced, and
0: and also socialize. We run like a th- that. one of those every week <laughs> 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 here on hashtag Life Goals. Yes,
1: we just we just spill out everything that's going on with our lives, and then we to bring in a us. guest
0: and we yep. pick their brain. And <laughs> yep, just what we're going, doing right now. How do you, right do you, do how how do you, you get do here? Exactly.
1: So um throughout this process so far, because you're still kind of like in pre-ish a little bit before it becomes open, what are some of the things that you have found either have been a challenging or relatively easy and you're like, huh, okay.
2: Um, you know, I have learned in the past year and a half to kind of give up my need to control everything. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all? It's
0: an important <laughs> lesson to learn. Yeah. <laughs> How to let go of the reins. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so I'm kind of letting things go as they will, mm-hmm. um, which can sometimes be stressful because you don't... It may not come together as quickly as you would like. Yeah. Um, like, I'm still... I'm, I'm set to move in on March 1st, which is a week from today. Mm-hmm. And I'm still, you know, I don't have vans. I don't have, I'm not packed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have investor funding yet. So, um, but I'm just trying to keep faith that the universe is going to pull everything together when it needs to come together. Because that's mm-hmm. kind of been my experience with this whole process. And even with my New York move, like it happened very last minute. I decided in like late September that I was going to go. And then by January 14th, I was in New York. Mm. And it all just kind of lined up with very minimal effort on my part, and right. things just yep. universe yep. was like this is mm-hmm. the right
0: direction yes. to take, so we're going to make it happen. Yeah, for and you. things
2: just fell into my lap. Oh, you need your car payments covered? Here you go. Oh, you need a subletter? Here you go. You need someone to watch your cat? Here you go. So it's like you know, <laughs> it just kind of lined up, um, and then you know. A month before, I was still looking for a place that I was going to stay.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So you know, it's it, for me that was very stressful because I'm used, I'm I'm very much a planner. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to kind of let go and just be like, I'm just going to trust that the money is going to come, the place is going to be there, and everything back home is going to be covered until I get back. Mm-hmm. And it all happened, and it's kind of ve- been very much the same experience with this, with um, the new studio, with um. So when I very first had this idea of opening up this kind of place, Mm -hmm. um, I had in in mind a space that I already knew had the ceilings and had the space and had, you know, the openness that I needed to do something like this. And it was um, where Womack and Bowman, the loft used to be um, over in North Hollywood. Um, They're in Burbank now, but... I just I was envisioning something like that, not maybe specifically that place, but mm-hmm. something like that with the high ceilings and the open space and all that stuff. And um, I was like, you know what? Let's just go take a look at the building. So my business partner and I—well, uh, he's he's also my brother. My brother, business partner. <laughs> um, and I went over there one day without an appointment, and just like we'll see if they're there, and um, to to look at what units they may have available. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not that one, but somewhere else in the building. And um, we were, we got in, we got on a tour, and she showed us this place that really didn't work. Like, the ceilings were high, but there was a big stairwell in the middle. And mm-hmm. just no, um, there was no real opening for Ariel. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... We were standing in that space and she was like it's beautiful and i'm like yeah it is so we were looking at this other unit that they had available at the time and um it just didn't really fit what i had envisioned Mm -hmm. the ceilings weren't right there was this big stairwell in the middle and it just wasn't gonna work so i was explaining to her what i wanted to do and she was like well we do have a spot opening up it doesn't it's not available till mid-february though and my brother and i were like actually that works better because it gives us more time to like mm-hmm. get the stuff that we need to get this rolling. We couldn't see it because at the time there was somebody in the, in the unit. In the still. unit yes. Um, but we were like, could we possibly move in March 1st? Because mid-February is a little soon. This was like mid-January when we were talking to her. Mm-hmm. And um, and she's like, yeah, March 1st is great. And so we're like, awesome. And come to find out, it was that exact same unit. The one that you wanted? <laughs> yes. No! The one that I had pictured from the very beginning. Wow. Because they were in the process
0: of moving out uh
2: well somebody was oh <laughs> yeah well Mike and Bowman moved a few years ago Oh, okay yeah
1: well, um, somebody was yeah, yeah oh, so wow. it's in
2: the same spot and um it, it was just all very like oh you want this okay here you go and um and <laughs> as we were driving back from the grocery store picking up our uh check money or money order to hold the unit mm-hmm there was a rainbow over the building. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like
1: stop right, it right now. in the center. So we were both like, "Oh my gosh, this is like <laughs> meant to be." Yeah, meant to be. Yeah. So but it's really weird how the universe will tell you certain things
2: mm-hmm. with yeah.
1: what happens so in your life. So with
2: with the the tight time frame that I'm on right now, I'm not really that worried because mm-hmm. I have faith that things are going to line up the way that they're supposed to, which has been the The lesson of the last two years ish, like stop <laughs> trying to control. If you just kind of let things go the way they will, it'll all work out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it may not be the best business
1: advice, <laughs> <laughs> but those are things that have helped you to kind of let go of that control and like yeah, let things because fall one as it of will. one of the qualities that you read off was um,
2: flexibility. Yeah, and yeah. that has been you know my number one <laughs> nemesis no not nemesis but like something that i've had to work on really embrace mm-hmm. yeah um in, yeah in the whole process Yeah, because you're
1: definitely a passionate woman you're passionate about what you do i've seen you perform and what you go after so yeah
2: and i'm really really excited and passionate about this and really building an artistic community in la because every everyone that i talk to um says the same thing like that the challenges that they've faced in their artistic career has mm-hmm. been you know well there's no one there like yeah. mm-hmm. when i reach out it's it's crickets exactly yep and um I, there are a lot of people leaving the city i have a lot of friends who are i can't do this anymore mm-hmm. you know and either they uh resign themselves to working some survival job for the rest of their lives mm-hmm. maybe doing their art on the side but mostly working at you know a yeah. regular job yeah um and and a lot of people just like i have to go back home i can't swing it here
0: Right, yeah. um,
2: because there's no one out there to catch me when it gets hard. And so yep. that's what I'm trying to combat. Because mm-hmm. um, it shouldn't be that way. Right, no, you know, we're all part of the same game here. We're all trying to do the same thing. We should, we should support each other. We should yeah. uplift each other and not try to cut each other down at every time. yeah. No,
1: exactly. I love how you're bringing up how important it is for like connection and community and like collaboration because yeah. I feel like that's something I've learned over the years. Because I would, especially in college, are like, oh, I could do this by myself, do all this yada yada. And it was after things that weren't working out that I started working with other people. That was like, oh, this is where the magic happens. This is mm-hmm. when in a way faith is restored and then you can go forward with whatever you have and create the best project that you can. I mean, Amy and I, i she was my boss for retail for a long time. And then we <laughs> both ended up leaving and then I knew she was in the film business and then we ended up starting chatting, hanging out and that's how we started collaborating, working together on a bunch of stuff with yeah. my two short films and this right Again. now. And mm-hmm. yep,
0: we've got our podcast, we've done three films together. Yeah. Um, We're doing, doing, we've doing got another one. one coming up. <laughs> yes, yeah. we do. We got another one yeah. coming up.
2: Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of artists out there who think that you have to be this lone wolf. You have to do it all yourself. And it's just no art gets made alone. Like, none. Yeah. Like, um, I even think of, like, other graphic designers who are like, no, I, all my things are my own. And, you know, and they just get all, like, snooty about um, mm-hmm. not having help and no collaboration and things like that. But that's not true because yeah. you need people constantly Exactly. Whatever you're producing, whether it's a painting, Mm -hmm. you know, if you want to sell it, you need people.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. You need an audience. And the only way you're going to really find that audience is by going out there and connecting with people, connecting with the community. It's again, like they said, one of the the number one reason that new businesses fail is like there's not a market need. Mm -hmm. So if you're not going out there and connecting to people in your industry or your community, you're not going to know how can your venture, best serve your industry or community's needs. Exactly. Yes. We
1: already talk and socialize with people in our personal lives and it's part of integrated in that system. Why do we ignore it in our work life? It right. should be mm-hmm. it should just easily translatable into that, but it's not. It's I mean, not. just
0: even think about your friendships. Like, mm-hmm. You always go to the same person when you need help with A. You go to a different person when you need help with B because we have all these different people in our life because they fulfill a need within mm-hmm. us for some sort of support. Yeah. And it's true as, in business as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially in an artistic business. I mean, you guys know a movie doesn't get made by one person. You need a whole... <laughs> (laughs) darn team of people like a bunch of them so if
1: one person did a whole movie that's like (laughs) how the hell did you sleep because you probably (laughs) were awake for 1400 hours hours. it's not
0: going to be very good yeah Yeah. exactly because they'll just be like oh like a zombie by the time the movie comes out right (laughs) right and it takes a team and you know like i Mm -hmm. would say a lot of times you know not all directors should be allowed to edit their work because they don't Mm -hmm. know how to kill their babies yeah no and that's what kind of what you have to do to really put out the best piece of work the best piece of art mm-hmm. and get your message across in the clearest most impactful way
1: yeah, yeah. some of my yeah. uh, films that I've uh, directed recently um because I am an editor, people would assume like, oh, you edited this? I'm like, no, I didn't. I gave this to somebody else because of the lesson I learned years ago. They're like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, because I'm already doing this. I'm already doing that. If I did this other thing, I feel like I would have too much control and that I wouldn't be able to share the vision with someone else and be able to see other opportunities and possibilities. So I find that. So, yeah. Yeah. I
2: I also have dabbled in producing. Mm -hmm. And um, (laughs) I find that when I try to do all the work myself, it's, miserable yes um Definitely but can't be. when i have a team of people there to back me up mm-hmm. it's a breeze and i love it oh
1: yeah it's so much fun when you do it with other people too it's, even though if you're yeah. all suffering together you know what they're we're all suffering fine. together <laughs> you're all suffering together, but you yeah. know what the end project is going to be so it's oh, just yeah. like one of the films i worked on
0: was an absolute nightmare but you know what it was still fun <laughs> <laughs> because we were all in <laughs> in the trenches together oh yeah when we did yeah. faith there
1: was a, a studio that we rented out for like 12, 13 hours. And so we went over, and I was stressed most of the time. It was one of the most stressful days of shooting, but we got a lot of scenes shot and done, and it was still a lot of fun, regardless. It's so funny because
0: I don't remember that day being stressful at
1: all. Well, I was stressed. <laughs> I was in my element. You were, Yeah, no, as the AD and producer, she was in her element and she was all fine and everything like that.
0: I'm the stress <laughs> worry where a
1: lot of people had to be like, Are you okay? Are you come and I was like, Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay, let's start rolling, people. <laughs>
0: So what are some of the steps that you are still taking to get your business off the ground? Like, what are some of the nuts and bolts stuff that are on your to-do list? Um, so this is the first, like, um, my freelance business
2: was different because I didn't really go about it like I was starting a business. I just kind of, you know, did it. Um, this is proving to be a little bit more um, involved. Um, I, You know, I have to register... Um, an LLC I have to there's also going to be a charity portion of it too so I'm probably going to have to register a 501 c3 c3 yeah mm-hmm. um, and um, keeping all of the financials separate so I'm going to have to hire a C- uh, CFO um, and I need a, a events manager mm. so yes, um, yeah and then aside from that just all the tax prep so I may be coming to you for that for sure because uh, that's something <laughs> that I've never done before
0: I was in high school still the first time I had to file taxes and all of a sudden April 15th came up and my mom and I both went <gasps> as I'm like running out the door for school like uh-huh. crap it's tax day she's like just grab me your forms I'll fill it out for you I'll do I'll do, I'll take care of it because yeah. <laughs> there was no time to like teach me how to do it because mm-hmm. we realized on April 15th oh, wow um, but that was the only year um, that I wasn't involved in filing my own taxes and mm. the only year that i was you know slightly less involved was mm. after um i broke my back i was you know still in a back brace and um laid up at the time that my taxes were due and so that and i moved three times the previous year so even just finding all the documents was mm. real tough mm. especially with two arm casts and a back brace on so mm. um once i did find the items we sent it off to a family friend who took care of it but ever since then i've been very much like take control of it
2: Yes, so that's why i'm looking for a cfo because i don't want to have to deal with all the financial (laughs) i don't blame you (laughs) um yeah so it's just been a lot more i and and on the other side i need to make sure that i'm complying with all the um zoning laws and all the Mm -hmm. county laws and all the you know everything so just like making sure that i'm i'm ticking all the boxes as i go right
0: have you guys already um dealt with like insurance and stuff
2: um, well, I'm going to be not quite yet. I'm going to be listing the place on a couple of different websites, um, one being Peerspace, Peer and they provide mm-hmm. insurance. Yes. So I don't need to worry about that, but um, I am going to be having my own calendar system outside of that. So, yeah, that that's on the list for sure, especially for Ariel. Yeah. I'm yeah. going <laughs> to need special insurance for that. Yeah, so, and insurance yeah. for
0: events and, you know. Yeah, yeah. What are some of your fears going into this venture like what things are you apprehensive about you know what keeps you awake at night as the day nears closer to actually (laughs) launching
2: um i've always been afraid of putting money into something that doesn't bear anything um so asking investors for cash to be like hey i've got this business idea give me money and then it possibly not going anywhere that's a big fear um you know, I recognize the need that the city has for something like this in, within the creative community. So I, I'm i very confident in, um, in the list that you were reading about like self-confidence and having, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Confidence in your idea yes. and that it's going so to
2: work. I, so I do have confidence that um, it's going to be a success and that we're going to build a very strong community. Um, but that's always in the back of your head. You know, there's always that self-doubt voice that comes in and is like, what do you think you're doing? Oh, who are you yeah. to do this? You know, um, who do you think you are? That comes up a
1: lot. Oh, geez. Um, you're so. listing all the things that I listen to every day.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'll, I'll wake up in the early hours of the morning, like, what am I forgetting? Oh. <laughs> you know, what do I, what do I, what box do I need to tick today that I have already forgotten about? Mm-hmm. So definitely fears of failure Mm-hmm. fears of you know um, investing all my time and energy and and other people's money into this and then nothing mm-hmm. coming of it so it's always a risk that you take yeah you No. Know, with with opening your own business so yeah
1: but obviously at this point the pros are over the cons well and you're getting
2: having um
1: some success as a freelancer um
2: i am one of those who would like never choose to go back to the regular workforce Mm -hmm. um definitely it's just the the freedom and the time and the and the creative um uh expression that it opens up to be your own bosses yeah it's unbeatable and um the thought of re-entering the workforce at this point is like uh, it makes me want to kill myself <laughs> it's like uh, yeah um so you know even even at times when we were struggling because my brother um was part of my design agency mm-hmm. um that we were working on before all this came up mm-hmm. um at times when it was hard and we were struggling and he was like why don't we just go get jobs and i was like "Ugh." <laughs> you can do that it's an easy way out but (laughs) it is because the only successful entrepreneurs are the ones who trudged through that yeah right and made it out the other side Mm -hmm. you can't be a successful entrepreneur without risking everything and that's the scary part and that's what a lot of people are unwilling to do
0: yeah i Um, was terrified to leave my day job Mm -hmm. terrified and actually took me being in emotional and psychological distress for me to be able to pull the trigger. Like, I had been trying to set some pl- things into motion so mm-hmm. I could leave my day job. Like, I was setting up, like, a safety net for myself. But it mm-hmm. was still a few months off from mm-hmm. when I was supposedly going to leave. And it took me just hitting a point where enough is enough. Mm-hmm. Like, my who I am as a person at this point is at stake here. Yeah. And... I took the leap, and I didn't know where my next paycheck was coming from, Mm -hmm. and that was three years ago. Yeah, Yeah. I
1: remember that. I remember that very clearly. It was
0: terrifying, but it was one of the best things I've ever done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, um, I feel
2: like moving forward into the next decade, we're going to see more of this coming up, you know, um, just because people are so dissatisfied with the way that corporations are being run these days and the way they're being treated as employees, Mm -hmm. and um, people are, you know, depression is... The highest it's ever been, especially in LA. Um, So I feel like we're gonna see more and more self made entrepreneurs popping up and Mm -hmm. starting their own businesses and um, less of the traditional nine to five. Uh, paradigm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which my family does not understand. <laughs> um, when we were, my brother and I were hit a particularly rough spot where we were behind on our rent and we were like, not sure where the money was going to come from and everything. And so we reached out to the family to be like, hey guys, we're trying to build this thing. We're asking for your help.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, you
2: can take it or leave it. And they all had major issues about that
0: misgivings about it yes
2: but not even just like well i'm not sure it was very much like well you're hurting me and even asking because i work a miserable job why don't you right you know Mm. why are you coming to me with you know well i'm i haven't made money yet this month and i need help as opposed to just going out and working at mcdonald's or something Mm. and it was it was a slap in the face but it was also a very uh motivating <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> to to be like well life m- doesn't have
0: to be like that. no though.
2: no it doesn't and that's what a lot of people are starting to realize right now mm-hmm. and that's why you see more freelancers popping up mm-hmm. and more people doing business through the gig economy as opposed mm-hmm. to getting a traditional job mm-hmm. because it doesn't have to you don't have to grind until you're
0: 65 or whatever it is mm-hmm. right you know you don't have to No. You should never have to be in a job that you hate. And that's the thing. It's like, yeah, nine to fives, they will never completely go away Mm -hmm. because there's plenty of services and businesses that that Mm -hmm. really does need to be the standard. And there are plenty of people who are happy in that. I used to be so envious of my friends who had nine to fives because as a retail manager, I'm like, I work evenings and weekends. Mm -hmm. And I would be so jealous that they had two days off in a row Mm -hmm. that they could Mm -hmm. lay on the couch from Friday evening all the way through. Sunday night
2: yeah well when I was when I was at up flying yoga teaching and managing and all the things um I felt the same way because people had weekends off I was working all weekend yeah and most of the time the classes were at night so I was working nights and weekends everyone else was like going out and having a good time and I was like stuck at work Um, So I I get that. And I know there are a lot of people who find joy in working for someone else. They don't want to go out and start their own business and take that
0: risk. I get that. That's totally fine. They don't want that responsibility. No. They have other things that are a higher priority to them. Yes.
2: And that is totally great. So, yeah, yeah, the the traditional work model is never going to fully go away. Um, Not everyone feels called to entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it takes a certain quality (laughs) to to even (laughs) consider doing it. I've had a lot of friends who have been... In tight spots, where like they got laid off or something, and I'm like, okay, let's brainstorm. What skills do you have that you could market and sell online or something like that? Right. And they don't uh, want to do it. Right. Ooh. And me, I'm like, why?
1: You <laughs> know, why
2: would you not want to do that? But they don't want to take the risk.
1: Yeah. They
2: would rather have somebody else pay them money to perform a service for them, and that's fine. If that's what they want, that's great. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not like that.
0: (laughs) Well, Chelsea, do you have what are your dreams for entrepreneurship? Like, what is your dream business that you would like to open?
1: It's directing and writing. I really, I love creating films and I love telling stories. And I know it's such a cliche answer to go that route, but I just. I think from since I was very young, I was very into, you know, watching all these movies and then I eventually had created scenes and visions and even films in my head. And when I don't express them, I feel like they're trapped within me and then I could maybe go insane in a sense
0: creative wise so
1: i i, 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 I feel like I feel, I feel it's weird like on a spot because i am doing my editing business that's yeah, what so i was something. gonna say is
0: the, is your editing business something that you want to grow uh, to the point where you know it is a full-fledged business so like you you know set up an llc for it and continue to market it or is that something that's just kind of eventually you open through? a post
1: house yeah it's it's something that i've been kind of Debating and talking about because I do love editing but I also love working on my own projects. I have been talking with some people regarding getting an LLC and possibly like having a post house in that regard but I don't know if it would be a like forever job that I would have because I have a lot of interests elsewhere and writing, directing in the film industry is definitely where I want to be so it could be like a dual kind of like yeah. two big jobs maybe possibly it's just I, I think I still have to figure out, even though I'm Twenty-seven, turning twenty-eight. I uh, <laughs> oh, please, girl. I know, right? Uh, I shouldn't be embarrassed. I'm, about I'm turning that. thirty-six this year. I know tomorrow. I shouldn't Same be embarrassed. Here. I know I shouldn't be embarrassed by I that at all. fifty-nine in April. <laughs> <laughs> I know I shouldn't be embarrassed. At all. I'm still relatively
0: one and says she doesn't know what she wants to be when she grows up. <laughs> I love I'm that.
1: I'm still relatively young, so I still have time. But I yeah. have some ideas in head in, in my head. I just have to figure out what paths open up because right. there are some more opportunities happening in the editing realm but I still don't want to ignore the creative side of writing and directing yeah. films. Right. Nor should you have to. Yeah, Thank you, Beckett. <laughs> I mean, so. we've talked
0: about before that even when I was an actress as a child, like my parents mm-hmm. always instilled in me a backup career, a backup career. Yeah. Like, continue to pursue this but know what you want to do If things change yeah and you know when i was a kid i wanted to be a teacher that was my backup career Mm -hmm. but when i got to high school and i realized the completely different set of schooling that would require Mm -hmm. i switched and i was like i want to own my own casting agency Mm -hmm. and that dream has also floated (laughs) off into the wayward i don't want to own my own casting Mm -hmm. agency (laughs) anymore but i do have goals as an entrepreneur i mean my Mm -hmm. tax business has been taking off my bookkeeping Mm -hmm. um i've actually just filed for my business license nice uh i do not make enough money from any of my careers yet to to quantify getting an llc um Mm -hmm. because if you make you know note everybody if you make less than a hundred thousand dollars a year from your llc it's not really financially viable Mm -hmm. um gotcha so but I am getting my business license and I do hope to one day have my own production company because mm-hmm. I do not just assistant directing but producing. I want to have my own production company to put my productions through. Um and I think one of my biggest questions with that is isn't the how to and all of that. Like mm-hmm. that stuff I'm totally comfortable with and I think it'll become immensely obvious to me when I'm finally in a financial position where it makes sense to yeah. take that leap. Mm-hmm. The thing that keeps me up at night is is the name that I want going to I be available. I know you told <laughs> this. Yeah.
1: I, I mean I'm not going to lie. I'm I mean, I have, in a way, with writing, directing, have thought about. You did say post house, but I have thought of like production company in a sense because i don't see myself as a producer but having produced a lot of things in my life and people's like oh you'd be great in this it's like ah, it's not what i want to do but it's something that's naturally there so yeah. my biggest question
0: yeah. is will the name i want be available yeah, <laughs> so maybe a production
1: company where like to be able to create kind of the um not only the films that i want to make but then as we were talking about earlier collaborating and with the community yeah make those films as well for friends and family so maybe it's more of a production company in creating those films but with everything. your
2: name <laughs> i actually have some advice on that register the domains now because even if it's not available when the time comes um if you have proof that you've had it um in some capacity to associated to you, as in, like, you had the .com, you had the .org, whatever it was, for this many years, it's much easier to get it transferred.
0: Oh. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I have looked up the name I want, and I've seen a couple companies that have, like, a version of it, but they're all so small that I'm like... Do um, they really count? Do they count? They'll probably be out of business by that point. I'm <laughs> thinking, so maybe I should register the domain because I don't think yeah. any of them have the domain for the exact name yeah. that mm-hmm. I want. Yeah. If they're still around, then you're still a small business
1: when you start, and then we'll end up growing and growing and growing, and you'll have that domain, you know. Yeah, to claim and if nothing
2: else, if they get big, then you can sell them that domain for hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's
1: true. <laughs> That's true. There's lots
0: of people will make tons of money. Oh yes. That. Oh
1: geez, now I'm like. And they're like, okay, now what path do I want to go down? Do I want to go A, B, F? Well, and the the good news is you don't have to know. Just do what you're passionate about, do what you
2: love, and Mm -hmm. the path will open up.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's been happening a lot in, like, the last year or so, maybe two years. I mean, ever since we started... Life goals. This was something I never thought was going to happen. But Amy was like, "Let's do this. Let's do this." It's like, okay, fine. And now it's something I actually really pipe dream. And I like, <laughs> yes. put a
0: date on it. <laughs> yeah And she was like, that's what? all you have to do. I never. And then I she never to doing doing it puppies. to friends, and they're like, "We'll be your audio engineers. <laughs> we'll we'll <laughs> yeah. create music for you." Yeah. And so then she couldn't say no. Yeah. I was
2: when, just like when <laughs> you have an idea, and here's the advice that i would give to any little budding entrepreneurs that might be listening um (laughs) when you have an idea the the only thing that's going to stop you from doing it is not doing it
1: yeah that's very Um, true when it
2: comes down to it when you decide to take inspired action whatever that action might be buying a domain or whatever it Mm -hmm. is then things start to move yeah so that's yeah. all, all that's stopping you is yourself. Yeah, no, that's
1: <laughs> reminded me of a conversation I recently had with my friend Jordan. If you're listening, hi, how are you? And we were talking about, you know, business, career, and I was mentioning of how I su- submitted a script to a big producer friend of mine, and he said, the next draft you bring in, if it's good, you know, start passing around with managers and that stuff. And his eyes lit up. He's was like, why aren't you on that? You need to get on that now. And I was... No, it was just me saying of how I, because I've been so focused on trying to get finances secured with my editing business and everything, and that my creative writing has been on the back burner. He's like, you still, you should still do it. Like, it's okay if you stay up a little extra later. But then the back of my mind, I'm thinking, but my body has just been like <laughs> demanding more sleep and more rest and energy because especially I'm more active now than I have been in my life. So it's now trying to find that balance of everything. Mm-hmm. Like, it's definitely going to happen the script and submitting it for managing. That's for sure. It's just, is it going to be now? I'm not exactly sure. I don't know if that's a top priority, but to k- integrate it in my daily life, yes i still want to do that yeah
2: going to, into business for yourself you also have to be conscious of when you need to provide more time for yourself mm-hmm. um and that could be done by working less or yeah. by raising your rates yeah um so if you are charging more than that by definition means that you don't maybe you don't need to be working so much yeah you can take on less work and still make the same amount or more Mm-hmm. you know it just depends on and that's that's part of the hard part is like well how much do I charge I'm still kind of
0: new at this and yeah. oh yeah so, it's so. things that we've been talking <laughs> it's about a, a huge panicky thing for me I am um, very much like do not charge what I'm worth ever i think I'm as freaking horrible at it so which is why i always <laughs> advise people like anytime chelsea calls me i'm always like pushing yes. i'm like no don't go for anything less than this i'm real good at telling everybody else yes. to do it i'm doing trying to do better at taking my own advice it's always I'm, that
1: mentality like, yes. you're good at telling it to other people but yourself it's like uh, yes no i'm right there with you i
2: especially with my web design i'm constantly undervaluing myself and oh yes um, same here i you know because i'm like Oh well, you know, if I give them this deal then they're going to more li- they're going to be more likely to, you know, actually sign the contract or. But it's like, you know, actually putting your foot down and saying, "No, I'm worth this." Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I think as women, especially, we have a hard time with that.
0: Uh, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we yep. are
2: statistically always paid
1: less. Yeah.
2: Well, and we Statistically, undervalue our own skills and our own self worth more than men do. The time yeah.
1: for change is now. Mm-hmm.
2: Let's make that change, please. Equal pay. <laughs> um, but yeah, going back to what Chelsea was saying about like, do I choose X? Do I choose Y? Do I you know, what direction yeah. you want to go in? I started the web design business like, like I had been doing freelance web design and stuff, but I really started the agency last November, mm-hmm. um, and that was going to be what I was pursuing and you know after three months of that i'm like no actually i want to do (laughs) this which is dragonfly studio which i'm opening
0: up agreed agreed like that quote we have on our social media it's never too Too late late to change change a dream." dream I, okay, I was <laughs> waiting for the rest because I forgot I can, that I quote. don't remember the whole thing, I so <laughs> I only did half of it. You remember
1: more than I did, so. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, so uh, with that uh, segment with the uh, quoting from our social media, how about we jump into hashtag hunt?
0: Hashtag hunt! <laughs> Are you ready for Hashtag hot.
1: I am. If you stop doing that, <laughs> I did not actually think she would do this. We had it off podcast conversation about it but i'm extremely happy she did uh, you'll find out why someday all and right
0: I put the reverb on that oh <laughs> yes don just said put a reverb on it and i love that idea you got quite a bit of reverb right here i felt it bouncing off of the screen i felt me. it bouncing
1: in between my eardrums just now it's <laughs> like <"Whoa." laughs>
0: What can I say? I have years of vocal training. Yes, you have a booming (laughs) voice,
1: that is for sure. All right, so uh, for Hashtag Hunt this week, um, I put entrepreneur in, and to my surprise, hence my sarcastic tone, there was a lot of ads regarding this is how you can build your business, and this is how you can do that. So it was hard weeding through, but hopefully I found a couple of posts with some quotes, some inspirational stories, and, you know, some fun. So let's dive in, shall we? This was from at the growing investor with the quote, do not correct a fool or he will hate you. Correct a wise man and he will appreciate you. And it's got a big list of hashtags. So I'll just name a few. Business, entrepreneur, successful, dream big, personal development, growing, push yourself, entrepreneur mindset, entrepreneur your mind, hack, spelled H-A-C-Q, and hashtag progress.
0: It's that idea of... People can only receive the feedback and criticism if they're open to it. Mm-hmm. I,
1: I remember specifically this quote. I don't remember who said it. No one can tell a director how to direct. No one can tell a producer how to produce. Everybody can tell a writer how to write. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's frustrating of how everyone thinks, oh, you should be writing like this and that way when
0: anyway hey tangent. you got to be open to feedback
1: that is very true that is very true it's just... don't think
0: of it as someone telling you how to do your job mm-hmm. think of it of them seeing it differently than you do
1: no i have
2: always been very kind of defensive when it comes to feedback when it's presented but i'll, yeah. I'll always think about it and then later i'll be like okay maybe that was a valid point
1: yeah <laughs> so, right. no right exactly it's just that it's just for that particular quote it's just how everybody is it's it's like okay to tell you how to write and how to make this one when other people know this already i wasn't trying to be i was trying to be defensive for myself i Mm. I apologize
0: defensive by defending the quote (laughs) no i wasn't defending the quote
1: (laughs) i'm always the butt of the joke here can you tell how much fun i'm having with this all right this is a quote from words underscore worth underscore billions before you try to fix someone else's vibe, make sure you're not killing your own in the process. Protect your own energy first. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I like that, too. It was a nice quote.
0: I Don't harsh that. my vibes, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this was, a, this was a, another Instagram post. Uh, it's a little long, so bear with me. It is surreal to me how I have manifested the life I am living today. I manifest my husband, my son, my friends, my freedom, my financial stability. Heck, I even manifested bomb hair and skin. You know best what you deserve, baby girl, and it is your job to manifest and work for it. Wake up every day acting and living what you want your future to look like. You need to believe it. You need to own it. How does it feel? What does it smell like? Who is around you? These are some of the questions you must have the answers to when manifesting your future. And some of the hashtags were boss babe, entrepreneurial, dance, model, smile, sunny day, work, busy. So I found that very inspiring in a way. I love the phrasing of how I manifest my husband, my son, my friends, how she really took ownership of that.
0: Hey, I'm manifesting the shit out of my love life right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah, everything I've ever
1: created has come from manifestation.
2: <laughs>
1: love it. All right, this is another post from Instagram. It's so very easy to have a poor mentality. It's very sad that a lot of people are already poor in their mentality and as such, it transcends to their reality. The safest way to stay rich is staying invested happy weekend investors uh hashtag fitness journey excellence entrepreneur millionaire fitness trainer and it's actually a very interesting image with bullet points of broke mentality versus rich mentality so we might put this in our social feed Mm -hmm. because i think there's got some interesting points here and there this is from twitter purpose is the beginning of all things successful hashtag entrepreneur hashtag Entrepreneurship. And then they just have a case of money.
0: <laughs> to further po- prove their point. <laughs> hey, at least they're not making it rain. <laughs> exactly. With like the meme just like do-do-do-do. Yeah. How was that again? No. Nope.
1: nope. Not this time. Another from Twitter. You have what it takes to be a hashtag entrepreneur. Don't be afraid to ask for help for those who are ahead of you. Hashtag biz tips with a picture of someone hanging from a rock saying, never give up. So it's just like the kitten hanging from the tree branch. Hang in there. <laughs> oh, you're making me have all the feels. And for the final one that is from Twitter. It just simply says, love this quote, hashtag entrepreneur, but it's a picture that has the quote, if the plan doesn't work, change the plan, not the goal. Which I thought, this was actually one that was popping up a lot in my feed. Flexibility, man. Yep. Mm -hmm. Even to the point where there was sort of a meme video of a dog in a cone trying to get up the stairs and couldn't halfway through. So, ingeniously, the dog turned around and walked backwards.
0: Aww. (laughs) it makes me think of a quote that Kimmy quotes all the time. Mm-hmm. Kimmy, our, from our episode, hashtag zero waste, yeah. is it's not going to happen the way you think. Oh, yeah. It's not going to happen that way either. Yes. Yeah. I remember no. you talking about like, the post it notes, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you just got to be open to the whatever comedy. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. That's, that's kind of. Um, what I've had to give up is all that control of like, no, this is how it needs to go. But it's never, it never goes that way ever. Mm-hmm. No. Um, planning anything. That's yeah. why I've anything given up planning. Life. No, no plans necessary. I'm, I mean, I do have a business plan, but,
1: <laughs> but that's because investors want to see that. Oh right. yeah, no,
2: of course. Uh, <laughs> some
1: structure in some way, shape or form. Yeah,
2: you know, just to make sure you're lining your ducks up in a row and all that stuff. But, lining
0: your ducks up in a row, I love that. <laughs> make way for
2: ducklings Um, but you do need to be adaptable to anything that might come along because things are going to change and Mm -hmm. fast and for the better or for the worse so you need to be able to cope and compensate when things do go awry which they will so
1: inevitably (laughs) yeah yes indeed all right so that's it for hashtag hunt so now we get to the part of Hashtag challenges. So, Beckett, is there a challenge you either want to give to both Amy and I, or individually, regarding entrepreneurship or anything that we've talked about this episode? We leave it up to you. Gosh, I have been thinking about this the whole time we've
2: been here, and I. Can't. Um. Okay, so my challenge for the two of you is to write down every day one action step that you can take to make the dream of yours happen whatever it might be um okay if it's like starting your production company or whatever what is one small action step that you can take today towards that goal
1: okay okay and then basically build a list yes
2: and they, they don't have to be anything huge just little things like changing your mindset or doing an affirmation or something to lead you in that direction
1: I mean, I like writing lists down, so. (laughs) This can get
0: real interesting. So maybe we should put on your list, put things into action. (laughs) If you find you have a lot of lists. Right.
2: Because the only reason that lists help at all is
0: if you take action on them. Yeah. You have to be crossing things off the list. Yes.
1: Which I do. (laughs) (laughs) She's giving me the stink eye.
2: Cross
1: items off list. Well, I'm always the butt of the joke here at hashtag Life Goals. It's made a parent at this point, so. (laughs) All right, we will take that challenge and have something by the time we record for hashtag
0: challenges and all that. Yay! (laughs) Thank you, Beckett, so much for coming on and sharing your experience with us today. Yay! I'm so awesome and happy. Everything doesn't go as planned but Mm -hmm. goes even more magnificently than you could have expected as you launch your business thank you so much where can people find you and find information on your business
2: sure so we are on social media at the dragonfly studio and on www.dragonflystudiospace.com is where you can get all the information about our community and Mm -hmm. our rental space and all the things that we're doing that are so
1: exciting Nice. And then, what about you personally? You have your own as well. I do. I am most
2: active on Instagram at
1: Beckett in La. Mm-hmm. Yes, you see, you get to see all our lovely acts and bending backwards. Yeah, it's
0: mostly aerial stuff, which <laughs> <It> is fabulous. <laughs> and you can, of course, find us at Life Goals Pod yes, on all can. social media, including mm-hmm. YouTube and at Gmail and yes. at lifegoalspod.com
1: Yes. And if you have like any suggestions of stuff of what you want to hear us talk about, please let us know. We're always open. Yeah. And with that being said, that's the end of this episode. And once again, I'm Chelsea Wingo. And I'm Amy Covell. And this has been Hashtag, Hashtag Life Goals. Goals. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. Quack.